Happy Sunday mm. morning. Welcome, Lauren. Morning. Hi, Lauren. I welcome you all on CBS yeah, Radio well. to this two-hour gathering. Hi, Lauren. Us here Hi. on the conference call. Today it is December 19th, 2021. And are we online? Week, we, we are online, yes, we are on BBS. Okay, um, let's see, it's 11.01. We usually start at 11.05 officially and give people time. Actually, we just had a bad habit of uh, letting people greet each other when they come on. But it's, it's a good habit, but I used to think it was a bad habit. Um, go ahead, guys. See who's coming on. All right. We have like three more people join in. Welcome to you all. If you want to, feel free to say your names and location. Good morning, Joe in Chicago. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Welcome, Cecil. Hi. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Hi, Cecil. Hi, Jerry. Two more people join in. Welcome. Feel free to say your name and location. Roger Jackie and, and Julian. Jackie and Roger, welcome to you both. Hi, Jackie and Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hello, everyone. It's Eminem in Nebraska. Mike and Mary. Hi, Eminem. Hey, welcome. Hi, Mike and Mary. I keep asking. <laughs> Is that plain or peanut? Help me. <laughs> You know, I, I always go through. I always go through anxiety. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I always go. I always go through a little anxiety on Sunday because I, I think, well, I think with questions today. What if my mind goes blank? Oh my God! Oh, would you like to say your name in your city? Joy in Scrim, Washington. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Hello, everybody. This is Demetrius from uh, Massachusetts. Hi, hi. Mm, welcome, hi, Demetrius. Hi, Demetrius. Hi, Dave. Uh, hey, a question. Does anybody know about May? Is May okay? Oh, I haven't heard from her in a long time. Yeah, she because was, she, uh, she used she used to listen to the conference call uh, and uh, from the recording two three times a week, and now she's I haven't seen her listen to the call and and I call her number and no answering machine nothing. So I was wondering if you mm -hmm. know anything if she's okay. Well, she, she, uh, she wasn't. She didn't come into the Sunday call. She was listening online, I believe, for a couple of years, and then a couple of weeks ago wow. she joined in on the call. Also, what's happened to Carolyn? I, I was meant to ask huh? everyone, what's happened to Carolyn? I haven't heard from her. Has anybody yeah, heard of Carolyn? This thing? I think she has Biden vacation. You know, yeah, what? I, you know, I didn't get that. Biden vacation. Hey, come on. She has a vacation. <laughs> oh, Biden. Identification. <laughs> okay. 
But back to so your what's comment, to Carolyn. Lynn? Is she okay? I don't know. I think so. I think she's okay. She, she called her up a while back, and then she came on a couple more times. Oh, that's good. You know what? Oh, I love Carolyn. Carolyn comes from a traditional Christian background. And we started deviating from that and the information we were bringing through. And I think she had trouble integrating it. She has accomplished a lot in uh, Uganda. It's amazing what she has done over there. Was Uganda? Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's still there. You know, Terry Friedman fit into her Christian um, background. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the call. Feel free to say name and location. Of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. Ben, you sound way less clear than earlier. I'll get clear again. Just a moment. Welcome to the next caller. Thank you for being here. Appreciate your name and location. Scott from Pennsylvania. Welcome, Scott. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. Scott. Hello, Ralph. When do you want to start? It's 10.06. We're going to start in one minute. I'm counting. Happy Sunday morning. Welcome. Please say name and location. Hi, it's Terry in Nevada. Welcome, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Hi everybody. Hi, Terry. Hello. <laughs> but Wynn made a comment earlier about having anxiety on Sunday. I would think after this many years, people consistently showing up, there shouldn't be any pressure. Well, from his position, nobody can bite him, so he's okay. <laughs> well, the whole thing is when his, through his books, through his works, through everything, has, you know, spent his entire life lighting matches and little candles all over the world. And those yeah. are still burning in some way. You know, whether they came here and they stayed for the last 10 years, 15 years, or if they came here for a couple months. Dimitri, don't work too hard. I'm going to mute your phone line, okay? I think when you're when you're doing something that is um, in this sort of in the moment, created in the moment, I think there's always a bit of anxiety that goes along with it. And the, I find the best thing to do is not think about it. And just start. Be who you are. And then it comes together. And if it doesn't, and you fail, (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing you can do. (laughs) Do better next time. (laughs) Turn on the audience and let them go with it. (laughs) 
Nobody can throw rotten tomatoes at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but protection. Except me, I could. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Terry, please don't go there. <laughs> when I when I get into a situation like that where I, I need to say something or do something, I just kind of let go. And sometimes I get very surprised at what comes out of my mouth, and it usually is good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good. It's funny, actually, because um, if you record yourself when you're doing something, like when I do my meditations, <clears throat> um, when you're doing them, sometimes you can have this little voice in the back of your head saying, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that. That didn't sound very good. Slow down. Don't speak too fast. Yeah, you have all yeah. of these <laughs> thoughts. And then yeah. when you listen to the replay of it, you suddenly realize that it sounds really good. And you wonder mm-hmm. what you were thinking. Did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> good and Morgan. It's a Morgan that was shown. Good and Morgan. Good and Morgan. Good Morgan. Good Morgan. Good Good morning, I love you guys. Sorry, I was talking on the mute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Esther. Gian, Gian, Gian. Any snow in snow homish? No. Oh, not yet. Just, not just yet. fog. <laughs> yeah, lots of fog. But it's it I think it's a sunny day today. Wow, for a long time I haven't seen the sun. I don't even know how it looks like. It's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thanks for it reminding used to us. Be a bright, when we were younger, it was a bright ball of orange. In March of yeah. 2010, it went into a bright ball of white. Uh-huh. I remember NASA a scientist, they were talking about it, and he said, we have really no other way to define it except for it started to emit consciousness. It's like, well, nobody really talked about that. Yes, the sun does. Does anyone remember that when that happened? When the sun turned, we hit the high arc field, and all of a sudden it turned into white. You went outside, and it was blinding. Everybody's eyes echoed Mm -hmm. in a couple days, but instead of that bright ball of orange, we got a bright ball of white. Mm -hmm. And we really, because I always tell people, I say, you think about it. Every ounce of energy we've ever had, our entire being, our entire existence. Depends on the song. Happy yeah. Sunday morning. Please Welcome. Please say name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. I'd like to start, Ryan. Um, can you hear me now? Is this better, right? It's low volume, but clear. Okay. Take it that way. Um, yeah, let's get started. All right, today is December the 19th. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. The recording has started. This is December 19th, 2021. Wynn and Terry in Sedona, Arizona and everybody everywhere.
Hello to everybody on BBS. Hello to everybody on the replays. And this call is called Questions and Answers with the Elohim. It's uh, Sunday morning, Wim. What did I say? You say Questions and Answers with the Elohim is on Wednesday evening. Oh, this is, thank you. <laughs> this is Conversations with the Elohim. They, they mentioned in the past, let's call it Sunday morning with the Elohim, I believe. Sunday morning with the Elohim, thank you. Oh, well, I'm getting senile. <laughs> um, we're going to have a conversation with what identifies itself as a group soul called the Council of Elohim. And they explain themselves to be a group of energy balls. And I don't know if balls is the right word, but they don't have physical energy. Well, Lauren always yells at me when I could say they're energy. <laughs> it's okay, energy. And, um, or social memory complexes. Well, that's the like raw that. group calls mm -hmm. The raw group calls They're themselves both. a social memory they both complex. They both are. They both do? Okay. I think they both are. Well, you might be right. I can't recall it. Well, the, I don't recall them ever saying that. The Elohim don't really uh, talk a lot about themselves unless you ask them. Well, we'll ask them, okay, if they would consider <laughs> themselves. It's awesome. Since we're going to talk to them, we'll ask them. All right. And they've existed for millenniums of time. They existed before there was a physical universe. They say they created the original template of the universe and we've had many calls where they have explained to us how they did that. Amazing series of calls. And they have been observing the universe from the very beginning, and they know what's happened and how we got from nothing to here. And we are in what's called the third dimension, 3D. They are in the 13th dimension, and where they are, time moves very fast compared to how it moves here. Each dimension or density of the universe has, is different in the following ways. The particles that make up that density 
are more concentrated, the lower the density. So we're in third density, and the particles are very concentrated. In the higher densities, the particles become much less concentrated the higher you get. And another change that happens is that time moves differently in each density. So in the 13th density, time would move very fast. And in our density, it's very sluggish. Of course, we don't experience that because we're in this density and, and so we have to flow with time as it exists in this realm. And I announced the topic for today, which is death and dying. And we've had a number of calls already on this topic, but it seems like every time I repeat a topic, we seem to go deeper into it because we can build on what we've already learned. And I would you like to say, are we muted? Yeah. Hello, whoever just came in. And, um, Oh, that just made me forget everything I was talking about. That's what I was worried about today. Okay. You, you were saying that the, you were going, the topic for today was death and dying, and every time that you talk about a topic, we go deeper in, and we learn more. Yeah, okay. And the thing that inspired me, I sent out an email today, is I happened to stumble across a YouTube there were four people talking about um, a near-death experience. And basically, they were describing it very similarly to the way Terry has described it. And Terry has the experience without channeling uh, we've had the experience together, Terry and I, um, tracking somebody when they died and experiencing this tunnel of light. Terry was experiencing it. And an angel coming down and picking up the person's soul and taking it to the heaven realms. And the heaven realm is not heaven in the way religion would describe heaven. It's somewhat of an intermediate stop 
But some people decide to stay there. And that when you leave Earth and go to the heaven realms, you get a life review. And everyone seemed to agree that was a normal process. Terry happens to be a former member of the angelic realm who would give life reviews. And you start to learn that the other side is a very complex place. And it is it's considered in the fourth density. In other words, we're in a third density. Elohim is in the 13th density. The Ra group is in the sixth density. And the heaven realm is in the fourth density. So it's not a be-all, end-all place where people go to revive themselves from their experience in the third density. And not everyone goes to the heaven realm. You need to have a certain degree of open heart to qualify for the heaven realm. And to go through this life review. And people, when they have near-death experiences, describe a tunnel of light and ending up with some angelic presences and also ending up meeting their families, people that have died before them. And I'm just on YouTube. All participants are unmuted. Has any of you ever had a near-death experience? I got electrocuted. You got electrocuted. Okay. Yes. Um, now, Terry... Can you go to the heaven realms now? You know, in this lifetime. Well, I've been there a couple times. I took one spirit there that was having a lot of trouble. Uh, was kind of a, uh, had it. This place was exasperated, and I took them there. And um, they hear the. Uh, like a cloud machine, and when somebody is like totally antsy and upset, then they uh, can take them to the cloud machine, and it's a controlled environment that uh, humidity and temperature, and it's very warm, and not, not too warm, but just very um, conducive to relaxation and feeling safe, and uh, they. Uh, work with them, keep giving sessions in the cloud machine, 
and then they uh, bring them out and see how they're dealing with everything and if they want to talk, then there's people, there angels to talk to them. And um, so I've been there, I've been there a couple times. So when I was taking John there, I didn't totally uh, go with him, but uh, the portal opened when he got there and he came to visit me. And, uh, was uh, he he loved it there and his friends were there and he was having such a good time. Um, <clears throat> so I've been there a couple times this last time. Mm-hmm. And when you went there, did you see what was going on, or were you just with John or with someone? I could see the environment directly around John what was going on around him. It's like the, he was in a conference room along with Rene Duke and Ed Vincent and another person that I didn't know. And uh, they were all just really like chewing the fat, like, you know, discussing old times. And they were all really happy to see each other. And I was really worried about John. And... Um, if he was going to be okay, and so the the third person there in the room that I didn't know was aware of me, and um, he and after a few days of me really worrying about John, the third person came to me, the one I didn't know, and he said, "John's okay. John's okay. Don't worry about him." <laughs> um, but I could see. Just the direct environment, like the conference room, it was very plain. There was a beautiful wood table and chairs, and um, like it was in a room, and it had kind of like um, the color of the walls were kind of a mixture of, of blues and grays, and a um, little bit of rose, and uh, very conducive, non-obtrusive, but conducive to, like, a safe environment that you could just shine in. Now, those were all friends of John's, right? And they were there. Yes. They were all friends of John's, and they, and they, I am, Renee had passed away one month before John did. And they had, I think they've been traveling together down the track because in in that life, this lifetime, they had the same exact birthday. And I think they may have been together um, in something to do with the Mormon church in a past life. And they may have even been married in, in a past life because they, they just got along so good together. It was just delightful to see them interplay with each other. Now, I'll ask you a question, but you may not be able to answer it. But when you meet people that you've been close to this life, and do you meet people that you were close to in other lives as well? Yes. Um... There is a resonance between you and other people you were close to, 
And although you might not remember, this resonance brings you back uh, together in whatever circumstance may be going on. Uh, if the enough resonances of different similarities and synchronicity of relationship are coming together, then that brings you closer and can even bring you into um, a uh, meeting, uh, a a, um, new experience. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Are all these people who are your friends and your family, are they tracking you so that when you die, they all immediately know and show up in this realm? Or are they there is a resonance. There is a resonance. Um, and they don't necessarily show up in this realm, or they may not even realize it somewhere. Uh, in the all that is everything, uh, that similarity, that resonance is, um, operating and, uh, it may be closer to your consciousness or maybe farther away from consciousness. You may not realize it, but like you see, uh, moving together and people that are close and, um, a deep resonance that uh, can be operating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you recall, everything started with the one infinite creator. And the one infinite creator was one awareness and it existed before there was anything else. And and then it could fragment itself or fractal or fractal itself. Or the way our sources described it, it would spin part of itself and the spinning would cause that part to individuate. And it knew that it was part of the one infinite creator, but it has its own volition and its own creativity. (coughs) In the beginning, there were all these spinning individuations coming about. And now you have a million individuations, but still no physical universe, still all energy units. And those individuations were the Elohim. And the Elohim started to create with each other. And we've had long explanations on this. And, you know, I barely grasp it, but I get an idea that they could project frequencies that would meet with each other 
that would create nodes that would become a point in the physical universe. And I think I'm going to ask them today, how did they know how to do that? Since there was no nothing before them, how did they know how to spin and what to do and have the knowledge of mathematics and frequency to create? Because we, we, when they did start, when they started from nothing, we've talked to them and they didn't know what they were doing. And are you making a noise, Terry? Oh, yeah, I am. It's a funny day here because they hit the coffee pot restaurant. The waitresses were dropping plates of food, and there was all this crashing. And I just went to the kitchen to check it because some of our dishes might crash. But nobody's there, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm here. I'm going to mute myself. Yeah. So, somehow, from that beginning of a one infinite creator and spinning part of itself, creating individuations, which I would imagine would be like souls, somehow all of that went through how many trillions of years of the universe evolving and became us. And here we are in the middle of the end point of that. And we go through this process of death, dying, and being reborn. And we do it many, many times on our planet, but eventually, you don't have to do it on this planet. You graduate. This is a lower level experience down here. And when you learned all your lessons of this realm, you move to the next realm, and the next realm, and the next realm. And all the time that you're having this experience, you've got your soul tracking you through all these different bodies. And you can't remember your past lives, but your soul has the memory of them. And your soul has the is like the palette of the talents and things you can draw on in your life. And you can add new things to your soul's palette by things you experience in this life. And so theoretically, it's kind of like a um, computer where your soul is like the hard drive and your conscious self is like the keyboard and the monitor. And you're inputting experiences into your soul, which is gaining in its experience. And it gets, theoretically, 
if you're doing a good job, your soul gets wiser, you get wiser from one life to the next to the next. Oftentimes, it doesn't work that way. Oftentimes, you keep repeating the same patterns and you're not growing very much. And you can even devolve depending on what you do in your life. And your soul is keeping constantly its finger on everything you're doing. It's taking an input from what you're doing and turning it into part of its own memory. And so, as, as real as it feels to be in this life, as real as the world feels, it's really not real. And, you know, the Indians call this illusion. But, it's not, I can say it's not real, but we're here and we're stuck in it, and we can't just move out of it because we say, okay, I want to move out. You can't do it. You're here. So there's an aspect of it which is very real. And if we understand the process of how it works, we have the potential guide ourselves into better future outcomes in future lives and even in this life. And it's not like there is an assembly line and that everything happens, you know, like, okay, now you die, now you go to heaven. Now there's the angels, and they're playing harps, and, and the, the, here's what you're supposed to do now, and here's what you're supposed to do now. And it doesn't work that way. It's like each step has got to be your own volition creating the next step. What, is, what do I mean by your own volition? You see where you want to go, and you go there. No one tells you, here's what you do next. When you get this life reading in the heaven realms, nobody tells you, here's what to do next. There's always your choices. You're always creating yourself. And very few people take the responsibility for that. And they end up following the patterns of society, of religion, whatever they've been brought up in, and they don't act volitionally to the be- to the to the uh, to their ability to do so. And on some level, it's a talent. You have to learn. And if you can learn it in this lifetime, it will carry through when you're on the other side. It will carry through in future lifetimes. What is acting volitionally? Let me just see here, see if you guys can answer that. 
All participants are unmuted. Is anyone, Dimitri, you're making a lot of noise. What does it mean to act volitionally? Intentionally. What's that? I think it's intentionally, isn't it? Well, partially. Let me let me give you an example of volitional action. Okay. You're you're in a room and you see a woman that you're attracted to, or a man, and you see a potential for a connection, and you can either sit there and do nothing, or you can get up and introduce yourself. You make a decision to move in a certain direction, and it may not always be the best direction. You may make mistakes, but you are creating the motion as opposed to thinking if it's God's will, it'll be meant to happen, right? You can create a career. You can create a family. You can create um, a skill. You can create a talent. Then you can volitionally say, I want to, use my talent for the benefit of other people. And then you create the circumstances where you can do that. And it's like you're now living in much more freedom. You're not living in, well, what's supposed to happen and waiting for it to happen. Or if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Or if it's God's will, it will happen. You are an independent part of all that is. And you're going to go through these cycles of life and death and learning. Now, you can have volitional action, but you may be service to self. That's also volitional action. It's like Volitional action is looking at life like it's a big puzzle and figuring out how to put the pieces together so you're not just fragmented in a bunch of pieces, but you've created a motion, a creative motion in your life. And we're all here for as long as we're here. And whatever we create is going to be gone when we die. It's going to be gone from us, but it's not going to necessarily be gone from other people because we've created things that involve other people. And um, you may come back and join them or you may not, or you may have the memory of what you created on some level, 
and you can move into the uh, recreation of that in a particular lifetime. And in the meantime, everything everything already is, you know? Everything is in the now. I got a little uh, definition here. It's an old dictionary, but it says, the noun of volition is act or power of willing, and volitional is an adjective. Is it just it says I wish? If that's what the dictionary right. says here. So it's an act. Yeah, of, uh, power of will. Right. I just thought I'd put that in there. Sorry and to interrupt it's, it's you. Power, that's all right. It's the power of will, for better or for worse, and it's kind of like. You're putting a puzzle together, and if you put it together wrong, the pieces don't fit. And then you have to change direction. It's like there's no right or wrong, but there are ways that move you more fast into higher consciousness and awareness. And um, I think we'll bring our sources in and start from here. Because we've got to end up in death and dying. How that works. What happens with you and your soul and your volition when your body no longer functions? Okay? So, here we go. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Let me make sure Terry's there. Are you there, Terry? Hello, Terry. Here I am. I'm here. There you go. Were you muted? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that was that was okay. That was record time, right? Okay. All right. All right. We're gonna start. Okay. Father, Mother, God. We ask for the presence of the light. Surround and protect Terry and myself, everyone on this line, everyone on the replay line, everyone on VBS radio, and any negativity be taken to the high realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. 
anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes. We greet you in the left side of the barn, infinite creator. We extend our radiance to you so that you carry day track and tune to us and then we reposition ourselves so that we extend practical-wise our radiance to each and every person who is within the listening voice with the uh, BBS radio and to you thanks to Don and Doug for providing this outlet. We extend our radiance then to the call, to the equipment, to everyone who is connected to the call. And we are here to assist. It is a sacred moment, a, a beautiful moment, a wonderful moment when we can include your, you and yours and your group and those that you love that you wish to be included, that we can include this in our field. We are here to assist wherever we may and to help with your evolution wherever that is possible as you seek so you receive do you have questions? Yes. Our topic is death and dying. And we started talking about souls. And my first question is, do you have a soul similar to the way we have a soul? Or are you a soul since you don't have a body? Before we answer that we take a moment and we extend radiance to each and every person who is within the grasp uh, of it and able to connect or open to it. Uh, acceptance of change is uh, one of the things that enables change to take place, changes that you wish uh, to happen. Um, openness to the change is an open door to advancement and soul evolution. When you say the topic is death and dying, uh, we uh, see that there is a whole range of death and dying, and really there is only transition. And depending upon the individual's willingness uh, to change and uh, to move uh, through that transition, it can open magnificent doors and advancements and new worlds to them. If one uh, is um, blocked uh, from, uh, from change and growth and flow, uh, then they tend to stay focused in whatever they have been focused in. And this is still not death, 
and it is still not dying. It is merely a transition uh, with somebody holding on to the train, saying, I don't want it to go. Uh, so there is a little bit about this. Okay. Now, let me ask the question. We have a soul that moves with us through our life. We had a soul before we had this body. We'll have a soul after we have this body. You are your soul, yes. Go ahead with your question. We have a physical body that your soul inhabits. And many of us identify with being the physical body, not the soul, okay? Yes. So, could you explain what a soul is? A soul is a collection of um, a a hologramic, more or less, um, we don't want to say solid, um, a manifestation of a person's uh, beliefs and uh, it is connected with um, a much like the body but a much less dense image. Uh, it is an image that has or a group of images that has a structure that is built on it that allows one uh, to operate on the other side. So it is uh, like a very um, advanced type of um, body, a soul body, a structure, uh, and it allows one to operate in uh, the other uh, side, in the densities, uh, higher densities, uh, in the heaven realm, uh, as a ghost, one has their uh, thin image collection of themselves and their ability to um, manipulate it, to move it. Uh, It's a different kind of a movement where it can, uh, the individual can intend themselves. Intention uh, is a big part of it because in, on the other side, you operate more through intention and, and you, therefore you have more range of how you are able to manifest in your soul body. You, you can make an image of a younger person uh, and your image of yourself is something that you carry with you. And in your soul body, you can make a image of yourself. And you can move it around to different ages. And then if this is what you travel with on the other side, this image, a group of images you have put together of your own identity, your frequencies, your your 
full identification is uh, the this collection, and it is uniquely yours, and it has been built over lifetimes by the experiences you have had and the successes you have had in handling this or that in your belief system. It is a collection of your experiences put into, um, it is sort of in a subconscious uh, reservoir that you have to draw on. Some uh, musicians have a rift. They have been musicians for lifetimes and lifetimes, and they have a memory bank of rifts that they, when they're uh, making, writing songs they can reach into and pull out. Uh, it is like a library that they have developed over years of being, uh, lifetimes of being a musician. And it has given them dexterity and ability to put, uh, to write and put songs together seamlessly and to draw on all of their experience. Um, this complex that uh, you have or uh, that you carry with you, uh, you operate out of, uh, is a miraculous, uh, seamless interface with your travels. And you can intend this uh, and you work on it seamlessly like you work with your body, only this is a um, a, a, a uh, another layer of view that it, it, it is a magnificent tool. Uh, you can use it to communicate with, to send thoughts, uh, to uh, create visions, uh, and uh, people get very adept at how to uh, operate with their soul body. Mm. Do you, uh, how does that seem? Well, I'm following the track, and I want to see where it leads. So, um, right. if we're talking about soul bodies, and are there any particles in a soul body? Is there any kind of specific energy that makes up the soul body? Well, you could call uh, ability to create energy, um, much like the body has ability to create energy. Um, it, it, sometimes uh, there is are frozen um, energies, particularly where an individual in their lifetime they run into a blockage. There is, are two sides. The blockage. There's one side that's trying to move and grow and flow, and the other side is stuck. Can't move forward. Household don't have it anymore. Don't have money. Want to move forward. Can't move forward. So things tend to hang up where you get into uh, two opposing goals, and that can trip energy. That one side is saying, let's go right, and the other side is saying, let's go left. And then 
if the intention on both sides are really similar, then you can have trapped energy with uh, somebody, um, like, they're stuck. And they, they say, no, we have to go right. And I say, no, the way is blocked. We can't go right. We have to go left. But yeah, we can't go left. It's like we have to go right. And, and it really hangs up. And, and there's, a, like, a frozen... Uh, potential energy that's just all hung up. And when you can get to be able to release those frozen points of energy within your framework, that you even carry those within your soul body as unresolved problems, a problem has two sides where there are two opposing forces and and you're trying to resolve it. And these can hang up in your life, in your past. And then um, that's one of the reasons that you can experience um, patterns that don't seem to resolve because at the basis they're hung up. It's like I wanted to move left, but I couldn't, and I want to, and and I had to move right, but I couldn't move right, and and um, I, I wanted to live, and my body said no. It's like I was all hung up in this, and I'm not going to give up. I'm going to survive. But okay, now I'm in my grave, and I'm just going to stay here until I can make this body walk again. And it, it's like people can get hung up in frozen energies because they're intending one thing and their their circumstances are intending no. Uh, So this is a very great opportunity for growth, change, and flow because there has to be a change before they can move uh, one side of this problem aside. They, they can find a way through it, over it, around it. Um, and so these are very great situations for opening of growth, change, and flow and evolution in your own uh, life path. Back to you. Okay. Um... When you die, your soul separates from your body normally. But normally, and, unless you're really determined to stay with your body and no matter what happens. And then some people are. They stay with their body and uh, they're sitting there and it's like, well, now I'm dead. Uh, but it sure is boring here. <laughs> you know, it's like starts to not hold together. If they're dead, how come they're still lying? They're thinking, well, I'm dead now. How come, how come they're still aware? I mean, maybe an individual, after they die, can begin to get get the drift of, and, and begin to get bored enough that they decide to move on. Mm-hmm. When the soul leaves the body and goes into the astral, is there another kind of body that is connected to it, an astral body? Well, the um, 
the astral would be another state where they move in out of uh, their uh, day-to-day life and, and they can travel uh, through um, cities or they can travel outside their body and it's like uh, an advancement in their ability to perceive into um, the world around them, the, the greater environment, the um, greater makeup of the environment. They can maybe begin to see um, the earth spirits or other people that have crossed over and um, the astral is outside of them. It is, it, it is a, a layer over the, or of the, um, uh, this world, the physical density. So your soul is not, is traveling with some kind of astral body when it leaves this body. You can call it that, yes. I mean, does it have a shape? Does it look like the body you had? Do other souls traveling? It it? does. It'd be as you carry that image, and it imbues your your soul body with your own image that you had when you were in a physical body, and this soul body... uh, has a little bit greater range, you can move it back and forwards and and you can make it younger or you can make it, you have more control over it. Mm -hmm. This is something you learn, you can learn after you leave your body, you learn, you know, well, you know, if I want to if I want to get across the room, I, I can intend myself. And if I want to go up in the sky, I can go up the sky. And I might be scared I'm going to fall out of the sky. But, you know, then I learn, okay, well, it, the forces of gravity aren't the same, so I'm not going to fall out of the sky. So I can travel around and I can look at, uh, say, Marina Del Rey, and I can look at the lights. I'm not going to fall out of the sky. So it takes a certain level of getting used to and and how it how you operate as a soul body in in the astral. Okay, and it's been our experience when we've communicated with deceased people that usually they're alone. And like it's not like they have a friend there, and they're traveling. Not around always. They they can have a friend, um, but uh, often when the individual leaves, uh, he feels alone because he he might be still talking, uh, experiencing in a soul body. He's there talking to people, but the people. Uh, can't hear him, uh, and so he starts to feel like really, like how do I get through to these people? I'm still alive, and they they don't get it. You know, it's like they aren't responding. Anyway, that's 
they they may have friends. There was one lady that died, and um, she she was get, she was close to death, and the family was gathered around, and they were all saying, "Don't leave, don't leave, Ethel, don't leave, please, don't leave." Don't leave Ethel. So Ethel's feeling, okay, well, I have to stay around for them. But Ethel's sister, who had already passed away, kept coming to her and saying, Ethel, your bags are packed and uh, I can, we can leave now. Uh, and the family said, don't leave, don't die. And so um, she kept more and more talking to her sister and her sister comes in. Come on, Ethel, your bags are packed and re- you're ready to go. And uh, finally, um, the woman's son, uh, who is more advanced, came to her and said, Mom, don't listen to all the family. It's fine if you want to go, go. And within an hour, she left her body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... If, if the soul leaving the body with an astral body of some sort around the soul. But what's, what's the yes, and this has body? weight, maybe a couple ounces. It, this, it's weighed, like, you know, you can um, have a person win, and then after the person, uh, they, they transition, and they leave their body, the, the soul body has a weight, and uh, it uh, it could weigh like two ounces, and after the soul body leaves to the physical body, then the body weight is the weight uh, is minus the weight of the soul body. I read that that they can put your body on a scale and they can tell when the soul leaves, right? Yes, yes. Is it the soul that has weight or the astral body that has weight? Well, in a way, they are the same thing. The soul body is the astral body. The soul body. Your your soul, it's like it's made up of uh, different components. And and it is all of the soul together with components that has the wave. Now, what part of you could we say is the one isn't a creator? Is it all of you? Uh, the whole of the soul body is a uh, a distortion from the oneness of the nothing, the of the void of the one infinite creator. It is all a distortion within the one infinite creator. And when you talk about an astral body, suppose someone is fairly advanced and they end up in fifth density instead of fourth. They still have an astral body? Welcome, welcome. Yes. Yes, in the astral body would... Yes, the astral body would have more ability to control light. Time would be faster. They would know more because they have more ability, more, more ability to handle light, and light has information. And so it is uh, giving you more information, 
and that will speed up the time in the fifth density faster than, say, in the third density. Mm-hmm. There is less light in the third density. Are there, are there a certain kind of particle that makes up an astral body? They do begin to form very... Uh, we, we do not know the name. There are names. Yes. There are... Um, there, there are various... Um, we do not know the name. Uh, there are various very fast particles. They uh, make up the uh, astral body that then the individual, the, the, the being himself, can experience. But it's not made up of atoms, correct? We don't call them atoms, but they would be a certain type of particle. Okay. Atoms are very gross compared to the finer particles of the higher densities. So there is a whole other science of particles in the higher densities, yes? There's all one, um, one science, uh, but each density carries with it its own uh, identification of um, makeup of it. Mm-hmm. And how about photons? Yeah, there are more photons in the higher densities. But your soul astral body is not made up of photons, right? It interfaces with that. Um, mm-hmm. And since your physical body loses weight when the soul leaves it, yes. What is what is the soul taking with us? With it, that causes the physical body to lose weight. The finer particles of which the astral body is made. So when you're alive. It sounds like the astral body is merged with the physical body. Yes. And it is through various mechanisms like DNA, which um, coordinates your whole um, interface with the physical body. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, your astral body leaves your physical body. You are totally aware. Am I accurate there? It depends upon your own particular focus, whether how aware you are. So you you some people lose awareness when they die? Well they they lose 
the control, find control over their physical body. Therefore, they are no longer using their physical body to hear and see. Uh, they do have the ability to go back and forth for a bit, but uh, they they need to transfer uh, their uh, ability to directly perceive to their um, soul through their soul rather than to uh, assign it to the body. Mm-hmm. Now, how about the Elohim and the Ra groups? They're both made up of energy units. Uh, what's the well, difference? we 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 uh, we we would um, take a Closer look at that is we are um, a, a, a manifestation in progress. Rather, we are more a manifestation in progress than uh, than, than the physical body. Uh, we are created in the moment, and we are tracking uh, with this and using it as our vehicle. Um, we aren't some kind of a, uh, of a, uh, tank of gasoline or propane, uh, but we, uh, we have a memory and we coordinate the memory and our experiences, uh, uh, the world around us. The our world and the higher density we are tracking all with it, and this creates an energy uh, which changes in the moment, and it is our interactions that are creating this energy. But we can't identify ourselves as being some uh, energy. How about the Rogro? How would it be different? Well, this is similar. Uh, the Ra group has uh, expresses more frequencies and the ability to move in and out of uh, the lower frequencies and the lower densities than us, the Elohim do. We tend to like our world at, uh, of a high, ener- a high ability to use energy and to move very quickly and uh, we uh, feel uh, much too slow when we are totally uh, tracking with the rock group or with the physical world or with your world. Terry and I were having a discussion. The rock group calls themselves a social memory complex. Yes. and she thinks that the Elohim group would assign that description to themselves as well. Yes, it would be different for us, but we we, we are more facile. We are more have the mobility to move, to change, uh, and to erase uh, areas of um, experience, to erase visions that we see 
that we don't even want to track or carry with us. We have more control uh, than the Elohim. The Ra group, we are the Elohim, and we have more control. Uh, We don't want to keep bad experiences around or or to track with them. And we have less um, mass than the... um, raw group and so having listness we we don't uh trip we we can create in the moment more and we aren't carrying so much of memories and experience around which in a way we consider you know can be baggage even if it's a good experience it can be baggage because it makes things slower in their world than in our world we we can move with the with the with whatever there is to move with we can move in and out oh we can dance on the moon it's um it is it, it is a joy Okay. Move immediately, right? Pardon? You move immediately. In other words, you just. Hey, well, there is a little bit of, but it, it, for for you, it is faster than immediate. It is almost synchronous with you, but there is a little bit of a lag. Faster, faster than, than the speed of light. Faster than a yeah. bullet. Yes. Faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we, we think that's funny. Yes. So all you have to do is intend yourself to be somewhere, or someone has to call on you that can tap into your frequency, and you can show up. Yes. Something like that, right. Yes. Yes. Um, and you're moving with... Now, the astral body has a kind of form to it, doesn't it? Yes. Doesn't it kind of look like the physical body? No. Yes, and it is created, yes. A person creates their image. And and we're talking about a, a three, three, four-dimensional uh, image. It is your whole whole body in um, in four dimensions. So when a, when a person dies, let's see how I express this. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different consciousnesses with a lot of different intentions. There's yes, there's the scorpion, the scorpion, uh, the the scorpion bodies that um, inhabit a scorpion life, and, and there there are the bees that the hive means so much to that they dedicate their life to. There are the birds that flit around and they play games and tag and they have sex. And there are the bears 
uh, hide out in the winter and they collect food in the fall to make themselves very fat. There are different sorts of lives that have been developed in your physical and in your um, third density and second density and first density. There are the rocks that are being rocks, their consciousness being a rock, and they enjoy their rockness. The dirt enjoys it being dirt, is very happy with being dirt. There are many types of manifestations. But let's go, I want to go back to death and dying. All right, because okay. we we know that there's all these dimensions, and that a human, or they're a human when they're in a body, can then move through dimensions, and the more evolved they are, the more expanded they are, the higher they can tap into. Yeah. And in some cases, they don't need to go to the heaven realm to tap into a high dimension. And in some cases, they do. Is that right? We, uh, would you repeat the question in different words? Okay. We have a universe with a multiplicity of dimensions. Yes. And each dimension has consciousness, has beings in it, okay? Well, yes. Yes. And layers and beings within it. Uh, Many, many creations. Yes. And, And a human is in the third dimension, Okay. And when they die, they move into a lower aspect of the astral because that's as far as they can go. And very likely, they will come back and have another body and another and another and another. But then a human can be more evolved and they can die in the third dimension, in their body. And there's more potentials for a human that's more evolved. They can go to higher dimensions. They can join a soul. They can go to another planet that's easier than this one. A multiplicity of choices. And this is where volition comes in. And... Um, but most humans, when they die, probably don't know they have choices. And no, the general consensus, uh, like Buddha's, is you turn to nothing, and uh, different uh, societies have different ideas of, and and different. Um, groups within different societies have different ideas 
in uh, some of the people when they die are very surprised. Oh, <laughs> I'm still alive here. How come nobody hurts me? Uh, oh, now I can't. I I like um, Terry's brother. I uh, he said uh, I used to have a problem. And the problem was that they wouldn't let me leave the the place, the, the facility I was in. They wouldn't let me leave. Now I have a even bigger problem. I can't make my body work. I can't walk. I can't make my legs work. So um, he was in his um, exploring his new world. You know what's available to him now, and he was searching uh, for how to operate from his new position where his body wasn't working anymore. So um, he he was uh, trying it out and checking it out and figuring it out, and this is the situation many people find themselves in. Okay, but I still don't have a feeling if a person dies and they're more advanced, at what point can they go from their dead body in lower force density, say, to fifth density or sixth density? Can they do it immediately? Do they have to go through the heaven realms? Um, what's the process? There are all kinds of possibilities. Some people have the ability to shift between densities uh, and can do it immediately. Can, uh, like for instance, um, an individual in the in the third density who has come in from the sixth density has the ability to go straight back without even going through the tunnel of light because they know the way. It is familiar with them. They can operate in that. If an individual has been in the physical realm for thousands of years uh, and simply over and over repeating uh, his uh, operation, his ability to um, interface with the density, then that has become second nature to him now. And he would need the assistance of a tunnel of light to take him through the increase of light and to help him um, disconnect from the physicalness of uh, the third density to be able to interface with the less physicalness and the more higher operation ability of his soul body and his ability to create his own image in the higher densities. Um, so uh, he, an individual that has been in the density longer would need a little more guidance to be able to um, assist him much like somebody needs a walker uh, to assist in walking after the legs are not so useful. Uh, 
the individual uh, can step into the tunnel of light and to be uh, gradually the light is increased and uh, they are moved uh, to another level of light and a greater level of light where they can then begin to let go of the physical realm and to move higher and higher through the astral and up into the higher astral, into the uh, fourth density, to the heaven realm. And even if they are more advanced, could move straight into the sixth density and be welcomed by the uh, entities who reside in the lower level of the sixth density and uh, and the higher uh, uh, of the levels of the density, the, the crystalline people, the, the, uh, where everything is so harmonious and loving, uh, one can, like, take an elevator until the elevator will stop where they have, uh, ability to get up and to find themselves in um, synchronicity, in uh, co- coinciding uh, with the level that they have achieved, and to be able to be welcomed and um, to uh, interface and uh, with the the new level of uh, connection. So when a person is laying in bed in a hospital and it looks like they're dying, um, what can they do to facilitate that transition? They can, uh, each moment, enjoy Look around them and see what it is they can enjoy. The nurse comes in. Uh, and to send some love to the nurse. And uh, to interface moment by moment with where they are at in the moments uh, of their life that they're moving through. Uh, we say this is our last question. And we would like them to move to the healing list. Okay. Well, just in closing, what would you like to share with people in relationship to dying that they can use, something they can take with them, and maybe have a better future. Thank you. We would say to be yourself to be the I am that is you. To be you and to be aware of what is not you and what is you. Uh, If someone if you are very outgoing and loving and somebody 
comes in and says, um, you should do this, you should do that. You, you, it's like, um, don't die, Aunt Martha, don't die, you know? But you, uh, see, this is one reason why um, individuals uh, who are in their transition stage tend to sneak out when, uh, when the family goes to get a cup of coffee. That's when they, oh, you know, they're gone, so I can sneak out the window. <laughs> I can get going now without um, uh, going into a tizzy. Um, be you, and it is okay to be you, and to let them be them, to learn to be your own self as you uh, your uh, savior in the way is your strength, your ability to discern, your ability to be you. You are the master of your soul. You are uh, the one that connects to others. You are the source of power. You are the source of of immense amount of love uh, or hate or you you are the source or uh, you are the creator in a body. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to go to our healing list. And of course what's going to happen is we have a list that you can get on. If you want to get on the list you will go to innerlight.intelligent-infinity.com. Innerlight.intelligent-infinity.com. And there's a form, and you'll fill out things. And we announced last week, um, when you do this, uh, only one or two items. Okay, don't put a list of ten, 10 of your friends. You can silently put them into the light, but it's too much for Terry. She gets very exhausted after our Sunday sessions. And, you know, she tries to move around and move with each situation, and it, it's too much. So CJ has the permission to censor things as she's reading them and reduce them. There's too much, okay? So, yeah, and we uh, would also like to remind you that we have the Wednesday call. And uh, if you have a bigger question, be sure, be sure, and bring it in on the Wednesday call, and then more time can be given to it. Yes. And um, Sunday calls are really take a lot of energy from Terry. And and we want to preserve her, okay? So thank you for understanding. And do you need to take a break, Terry? Yes. Okay, I'll be yes. right back. And is CJ there? I am here. Okay, CJ is going to read the list and ask the questions. And Terry... Or, or, or put things in the light. It's a healing list. It's not a, a 
lot of reading, okay? And um, let me see here. Sarah, you 11 know people on the list. Eleven people on the list. Eleven. Eleven. All right. And. Lynn, do you want to talk about whole planet healing? No. Okay. Well, I'll mention it briefly. Every night, we do a call at seven o'clock Pacific, called Whole Planet Healing, and it's kind of an amazing call. It's got just not that many people, 20, 30 people, and it's become a community. And um, we, our sources, you know, the Elohim have explained themselves that they can be as big as a galaxy and as small as an atom. And we have had many miracles and healings as a result of this connection. And... After watching this over a period of years, um, I said, okay, this is real. This really works. And we started a call called Whole Planet Healing. And it's been evolving on exactly how do you do it? What do we do? What do we do for to invoke their energies? And we've kind of got it down to a system. And the people, you know, in today's world today, First of all, we need all the help we can get. And second of all, um, we, we can feel pretty alienated. And it's become kind of a, a familial get-together. People feel really connected and close. And, and it's a way of being of service. Just by showing up, you're putting your energies into it and... Um, and on every call, it's got five sections, and each one is kind of engaging and and powerful. So, if you want to check it out, I sent an email out today, and it had the phone number for Whole Planet Healing. And on Monday and Wednesday, we put it on BBS radio. Otherwise, it's on the phone line. Well, it's on the phone line even when it's on BBS radio. But, um, um, I'm back. And Terry's back. So, yes. I turn it over to you, Cedra. Thank you. I call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, a subject of the healing list, listening to this call, listening to the replay or reading a transcript. Edna from Snohomish. Thanks to our beautiful sources and especially the Elohim, my beautiful family that I love so much. I would like to put myself and Eric into the light for protection while we travel to Brazil next week. 
also putting Kim into the light for protection while she travels to Germany next week. Also putting myself into the light for continuing healing. Finally, continuing sending love and light to Franz. We miss him greatly. Much love to all. Edna. Thank you. <clears throat> we um, send special love to France. He is, and he is fine and he is doing well. He is working with his issues and he is getting time to rest. Um, we send healing to Eric and we send um, to your trips uh, with Ken and uh, your trip to Brazil and your brother and we send um, right in. We take a moment and we send protection and for a good trip. Thank you. Thank you. Isis from Arizona. Healing for my current cold. Is my body producing any sort of spike protein currently? Thank you. Thank you. We would say... Um, to, um, there are several things to help with your cold, um, to, and one of them would be um, to get hold of some ivermectin and follow the directions for uh, taking it um, to uh, uh, have natural vitamin C as you are aware of the difference between ascorbic acid and um, a natural fruit from fruit vitamin C and bioflavonoids to be sure to get a lot of bioflavonoids if you can get hold of some uh, poly MVA uh, that would be helpful and some cold foot um, from a health food store to help to clear any mucus out of your system and uh, take it out. Um, give us a moment. Um, you, you and your care of the uh, individuals, the, uh, the individual that has been vaxxed has introduced some... Uh, of uh, a shutting uh, into your system, and uh, it, you should be able to clear it. Um, and uh, we will also uh, send. Uh, we will have Terry send you an email also. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, from. Los Molinos, I am asking for the stuck individuals from Meldek to be surrounded and supported by love and light, for them to get unstuck and remember with their higher selves. Thank you very much. Thank you. We... Uh 
extend this not only to the humans, but we extend it to the animals and the insects and uh, the plants and the rocks and uh, we uh, see the immense grief that has been uh, produced by that uh, situation uh, and we work with it. Thank you, Heis. Thank you. Joe from New Mexico. I would like to put into the light transmutation into positive energies, all harmful AI, nanotech, radionics on a continuous basis, and healing of all bad effects of it. Clearing and cleaning of our air and water. Healing assistance and protection for our beautiful Mother Earth, our human family, our flora and fauna, and all the sentient beings. Healing assistance and protection for my mother, my friend Isis, myself, and all of our families, friends, pets, homes, properties, and all that we are lovingly connected with, as well as assistance with all of my daily prayers. I would like to ask for help with understanding all things relevant and for the highest, greatest good, as well as 24-7 connection with our beautiful Elohim and Ra. I would like to ask for assistance with all the imbalances coming our way, to be broken down to bite size so that we can handle it with ease and grace and be helped in continuing on our evolutionary path forward. And I would like to request a big, big healing for all present and everything and everyone we are lovingly connected with. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, we um, see that the uh, use of the misuse of AI can be very, very detrimental. The good use of AI can be very, very beneficial. When AI can be used for healing purposes or to assist in healing, it can be very beneficial. We suggest that um, we put into the uh, hologramic makeup that uh, more attention be paid to healing with AI than uh, and, and that uh, the harmful aspects of AI, which may not be realized by the people using it as being harmful. Uh, however, in the greater picture of the whole, they uh, can end up very harmful. The individual uh, research unit may not see it. We uh, send wisdom and uh, awareness potential to those who are willing to 
take a look. Thank you. Thank you. John from Nevada. I ask for the massive systematic voting fraud from the November the 3rd, 2020 election be revealed to the American people. I ask that the massive corruption in the US government and the massive fraud and manipulation of the financial system be revealed to the American people. I ask that we will have an executive branch, a legislative branch, and a judicial branch of government that are positive, service to others, and will have integrity, ethics, wisdom, and courage so that they will honor the US Constitution and honor the will of the American people. I ask for the honoring of freedom for all people to choose for themselves whether or not they want to take the vaccine or to travel to any country or state they desire without having any travel restrictions. I ask that there will be no harmful long-term effects from the vaccine. I ask that everyone will quickly adopt cryptocurrencies and that the cryptocurrencies be tax-free and capital gains-free so that there can be a smooth transition between fiat currencies and cryptocurrencies. I ask that all the above be done for the highest and greatest good for all concerned. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. As we look at each of the things you have put in the light, we see that there are various um, uh, pathways that each of those things might happen. However, there are some of those things that you have asked for that have a more difficult pathway uh, and may be totally blocked. Uh, but instead of um, focusing on that, we put the uh, potential, the openness, the availability of those pathways to uh, to, to manifest. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Tammy Andrews from Oregon. Thank you, DJ. We'll be leaving BBS here soon. Oh, yes. Goodbye to everyone on BBS Radio. And see you next week.